0: Hey, welcome to International Podcast Month or IPM. IPM 2022 is brought to you by the organizational team, Cole, Tess, and Theron. A very special thank you to all of our participants without whom this event wouldn't be possible. And now on to the episode.
1: Character Creation Cast is a discussion podcast where Amelia Antrim and myself, Ryan Bolter, create characters in multiple role-playing games with prominent guests from the games community.
2: Each month, Character Creation Cast examines the character generation process in depth for a different game with new guests each series. Character Creation Cast always takes time to reflect on the game, its designs, and what guests have to say about it. Think of it as sitting in on a great Session Zero every week.
3: When we started this journey, I was just a dropout from the College of Arcanists.
4: Some girl who could turn into animals. A pickpocket looking for answers.
1: I was a swan.
2: But along the way, I found
4: hope. Love. Family! I found out I can turn into
0: a giant worm.
2: Okay, look, Signana, I... Oh, he's right. But it's really not fitting in with the tone of what we're going for here. I mean, we're all talking about...
0: Queer Dungeoneers. An actual play podcast about being who you are by being someone different. I can turn into a worm.
2: Oh, forget it. A billion years from now, civilization has risen and fallen eight times, leaving the people of the Ninth World to make lives in the ruins of the technology whose secrets have long since been lost. Here, every turn may bring a strange new discovery, and what is familiar might be the greatest threat. The Amberclave seeks to learn, build, discover, and protect all Ninth Worlders. Join us at theamberclave.com.
5: You know, Furby's fun food festivities, you go there, have some food, talk to the haunted furbies, and if you feel like you can provide a Furbever home for that special haunted Furby... F- Fen... Yes, Barnabas?
0: I-, I need you to promise me that we're not going to have a Furby in the newsroom.
5: Oh, God, no. Okay. I have
2: to work there. Okay, good. <laughs> Find Fen, Barnabas, and other Reddington citizens bi-weekly on What's Upon a Monster of the Week, available on your podcatcher of choice. This game that we are
5: playing is Dwindle by Caro Assertion. Dwindle is an occult cyberpunk game set in a virtual city which has been abandoned by its creators and most people. And it's a game about living in that city and not wanting to let it die. Dwindle is a GM optional game. Obviously I am GMing this game but it can be played without a GM and it highly encourages sort of a lot of improv and communal world building and everybody working together to make this fun for everybody.
1: My name is Ryan Bolter. I am one of the co-hosts and creator of Character Creation Cast, a show where we create characters for different role-playing games with guests throughout the industry and tabletop role-playing community. Uh, We have a lot of fun. We spotlight a lot of games and uh, we're we're going on year five right now, and it's it's been a, a wonderful journey. I also do uh, sound design and uh, dialogue editing for various podcasts, and uh, yeah, game designer. I, I do also I do too much. That's that's the the short of it, I guess. Uh, I am playing Vincent Amalgo. Uh, he they pronouns uh, just like myself. Vincent is an unassuming, um, mask-presenting individual with a long brown trench coat, a collar that pops to hide his mutton chop sideburns coming from their dark brown hair that forms into a semi-mohawk at the top. A pair of reflective shades covers his enhanced eyes, and a hint of cybernetics wraps around their ears and down into his coat. Vincent's goal is to strike back against the megacorps who bled this city dry. Um, Vincent's uh, reputation is a, a radical, an iconoclast, an anti-authoritarian. Um, and uh, Vincent has uh, a, pla- a pressurized flask of liquid neon, whatever that can do, and a trained mouse in their pockets.
4: I, I need to know if the mouse has a name. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Trained Mouse's name is Binky. Adorable.
4: Uh, hi, my name's Ursula. my pronouns are she, they. Um, I am a player on, uh, Queer Dungeoneers, um, which is at Queer Dungeons on Twitter. We're on a little bit of an indefinite hiatus at the moment because, uh, life, <laughs> um, but we do have a backlog of like 100 episodes where uh, um, all-queer um, Dungeon World actual play. Hopefully, we'll get back to it in the future. <laughs> um, and you can find me at Tide TiedMagpie on Twitter. I am playing someone simply known as The Weaver, um, they use they, she pronouns. They wear all black, so black jeans, tank top, and jacket, but they have a knit beanie, scarf, fingerless gloves, and leg warmers all in neon pinks and blues, so, um, you know. So their goal is to recover classified data, long thought buried. Um, Their reputation is caring, a kind soul but a firm hand. Um, And in their pockets is a wire husk doll and a pair of knitting needles and yarn which I'm very excited to play with. I
1: like how we went, like, opposite ends of the cyberpunk spectrum.
5: Yeah! (laughs) I love it. (laughs) All of everything, all the time, please.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, My name is Megan. She, her pronouns. I also do a wide variety of things in the RPG community. The longest running is the Redacted Files podcast, It's an actual play that's focused on investigative horror and uh, an excuse for me and my husband to play as many game systems as we could by luring people in with the promise of being on a podcast. Um, And then we launched the Amber Clave, which is a Numenera actual play podcast uh, and more My Baby. Uh, TRF is on an indefinite hiatus as well um, due to COVID. Uh, Amberclave is also on a bit of a hiatus, we're working on recording the next season. Um, And then I publish a bunch of things for various systems. Um, And yeah, that's about it. I'm playing Kiri, she, her pronouns. Uh, She has a very close shaved head uh, with neon blue hair and sort of a circuit pattern shaved into it. Um, She wears uh, mostly neon, and some of her clothes actually have LEDs or other lights uh, built into them, and she sort of sticks to a more bioluminescent color scheme, so blues and greens. My goal is to repay a debt owed to an old friend. My reputation is ominous, curses and trouble follow in your wake. And what's in my pocket right now? Two seemingly identical flash drives and a tuning fork wand.
1: Oh.
4: I do love the seemingly identif- identical identical <laughs> specification. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my name is Algie. I use
5: any and all pronouns. The more pronouns, the better. The most current and sort of ongoing thing is I play Fen on Once Upon a Monster of the Week. I do a little bit of voice acting, I do a little bit of audio editing. I dabble in game design but haven't published anything, but maybe someday. And I'm going to be GMing this game. Part of the group world building is for you all to have a neighborhood that you live in. We did roll on tables before, and your neck of the city is a big chasm with cables and scaffolding, floating satellite rubble, your usual haunt there is a rooftop water tower drained and littered with with furniture, and your community plight is aggressive surveillance from an opportunistic corporation. A new day dawns in Vector City, the pixelated sky turning pink, then gold, then blue as the sun rises. Its light illuminates the slowly crumbling infrastructure of the city. Glitching neon billboards, skyscrapers missing entire floors, roads held together with patched over code and hope. A building catches the morning light, smaller than the skyscrapers, less exciting than the nightclubs, but the transparent glass walls glitter. Through the glass, we can see a tumult of trees, flowers, vines, more plants than should be able to grow together in this space, but someone clearly knew how to... hmm, bypass those restrictions. Some branches and vines seem like they're trying to escape, clipping straight through the glass walls or the floor below them. A particular group is snaking its way down the wall of the chasm you call home. For a moment, there above your neighborhood, that greenhouse practically glows under the sun, a rainbow of flowers stretching and blooming. And then, suddenly and without warning, it's gone. All that's left is a handful of seeds, a few people who'd gone for an early morning walk among the greenery, and a pane of glass falling and cracking on the ground. And we pull back from that sort of overhead view. And what are each of you doing this morning as the sun rises over Vector
1: City? So if it's if it's early morning, I think Vincent is going to be kinda getting whatever gear he has, uh, just kind of in a like, uh, you know, making sure it's all in order. So if uh, if he needs something later for hacking or, or whatever, um, it'll be where he needs it. Um, and he does this perched kind of uh, on the side of this water tower um, where we built a little balcony out the side of it Um, and like so, there's some stairs that wind around the inside of the tower to the lower floor so this is a nice little vantage point of the area and um, I think it would overlook the chasm on this side.
5: Below you you can see people going about their daily lives, darting around down below you among the people are these little tiny spy bots just watching people going in and out, Um, some people sort of swatted them, but they've been here for a while. One of them, near the bottom of the water tower, starts sort of floating upwards to try and peek over to where you guys are.
1: One of these little spy flybots. All right, I think if people are nonchalantly slapping these things down and breaking them or whatever, I think Vincent's just gonna like, take a little scrap piece of like, Metal or rock that's like nearby on the balcony, uh, because everything's just kind of falling apart anyway. And he's just gonna kind of flick it at this thing more, more as a warning to hey, stay away. Uh, but if he hits it and breaks it, he's not gonna be, uh, you know, upset about it.
5: Do you want to roll for that? I
1: would love to.
5: Excellent first roll of the game. Yes. I
1: don't know if this would count charge as a charge, hack, eh, hack bait.
5: Yeah. Hack it apart. apart. Tinker with devices. Yeah, yeah,
1: okay, okay. It's my best stat, so I'll get it it gone right away with five dice. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I rolled a hack, my five dice, my highest result was a five, which is a success with a threat.
5: Okay, so you throw a little piece of scrap metal at this little spy bot, and you do hit it, and it sort of tumbles down among the people who are down there, and it does, fall pretty much directly into the path of somebody who is walking by <laughs> um, and they sort of look up and shake their fist at you and then they go watch what you're doing sorry L- a <laughs> little bit of damage to your reputation
4: those hooligans up there in the tower yep. you know. Um, I think uh, jumping off that little um, exchange I think Weaver's gonna walk out onto the balcony with two steaming mugs of coffee, and just hand one to Vincent, and just be like, uh, "So, what's the swarm up to today?"
1: Uh, just uh, a lot of people just taking their walks and minding their own business. Uh, another building disappeared.
4: Oh, good! That Excellent. was weird
1: I'm not I'm not sure what's going on there, but you know these these flybots are getting kind of annoying too.
4: If um if any more flybots come like close, I'm gonna like <laughs> be really gross, take a, a sip of my coffee and like squirt it out through my teeth, trying to like hit it.
5: <laughs> Absolutely you can. Um
3: <laughs> Amazing.
4: What's that one gonna be? Probably charge. I feel like this is kind of a threat. Like, like, okay, like, you know, veiled threat. Six, you do what you wanted, okay. more or less. You you spit you spit a little arc of coffee at
5: one of these spy bots, and just and it and it goes falling and sparking, falling into the street.
2: <laughs>
1: Excellent well shot.
2: Carrie is busy using some sort of cyberpunk laser torch to etch, weld, something like that, uh, protective symbols into the tower. Mm-hmm. Nice. Inside or outside? Outside. Cool.
5: So the other two are up there throwing things down and you're just said
3: <laughs> <out> of- <laughs>
5: On the other side of the I tower. I love this.
3: <laughs> there you go.
5: Alright, that feels like an occult role, yeah?
2: Yeah. I rolled a cult with five dice for a result of five. A success with a threat.
5: I love that image, you're just welding magical protection symbols onto the side of of your water tower okay. here. Um, and as you're doing that, you don't notice until it's sort of too late that one of these little spy bots comes up over your shoulder and is watching the symbols that you're putting on there. And. As you finish your last symbol, the little spybot sort of moves enough over your shoulder that you can see it.
2: I will attempt to swat it away, just sort of, not like trying to hit it, just trying to get it to fly away. I mean, if
5: you're not trying to do any damage to it, you can probably swat it away. They sort of float around, bobbing along between people, and they'll move out of the way if they get swatted at. But it has taken video of what you're doing. The sun finishes rising, and all at the same time, you get this virtual pop-up screen in front of you that basically everybody gets at this time every day, and it says, Welcome to another day in Vector City. Please be sure to read the morning announcements. And where the morning announcements are is just a blank space, (laughs) because nobody has announced anything on the official channels for quite some time now.
1: Vincent just gives a really heavy sigh and, you know... Hits the go away button <laughs> on, on the pop up <sighs> What Are there ever going to be any updates For these things?
2: No I don't think so
5: The three of you also get A little message from Another person in the city Chip Cypher Bit of a messenger around the city A kid you're basically familiar with And Chip Cypher has sent you a message It says uh Hey uh somebody somebody was wanting to talk to the three of you uh had a had a bit of a job for you maybe
4: i chugged the last of my coffee what's the job
5: uh yeah so somebody was hoping you could come out and just sort of check out the code around them and see how things are because you're good you're good at that like you're good at code and you're good at checking things and seeing things and making sure everybody's okay and they'll pay like I think they said like 100 credits a piece, is that? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's better than I mean, sitting finder's
5: around. fee uh 5 5 for me maybe. Sounds reasonable. Cool.
1: Yeah, just uh upload the coordinates. We'll we'll make our way there.
5: Okay. Um and you receive coordinates to the Oracle Center.
1: All right. Well, Vincent's going to get up and uh make his way inside and i decided that he also has neon underneath his uh trench coat uh only you just see the glow coming out of the arms and the the collar basically and oh he's got the neon underglow uh at the base of the trench coat uh so he goes down and uh goes to a uh kind of uh fairly okay condition cage. And uh, inside there is a uh, partially cybernetic mouse and named Binky. Uh, and he uh, he he uh, rubs his fingers together at the entrance as he opens the cage door and he says, come here Binky, we're gonna go. And uh, Binky just hops up and ru- uh, runs up the inside of his trench coat uh, on, through, on his arm. And climbs into a pocket that's inside of his trench coat.
5: I love that. I love Binky. Very important question. Does Binky also have sort of neon, glowing stuff going on?
3: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
5: Binky's a gamer mouse. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh huh. Binky is sponsored by Razor.
4: <laughs> we are not, but Binky is. Yeah binky making more mad bucks than we are
1: i don't i i tell him you know you you gotta stop that because those corporations are not our friend
4: binky just chitters
5: and checks his bank account
1: <laughs> Yeah, i mean binky's basically paying our bills it's fine
5: <laughs> so you three make your way to the oracle center it's, it's it's a school slash community center. <laughs> the person there to greet you is named Faraday. And she's wearing, you know, sort of a robe outfit, but cool and cyberpunky, right? Like like there's a there's a robe but it's got cybernetic bits and it's got she's got the fingerless gloves and stuff. And she sees the three of you. She goes, Great, great you're here. Um we were hoping you could double check our code, make sure it's sort of Protections and stuff are up to par and um you know, once once I hear updates from you we might have more work from you for you to do updates or add more code, add more protection runes,
4: you know. Cool. Um, well we'll have a look around and get back to you
1: so they want they just want us to have basically like a some sort of firewall in place or something yeah. to prevent whatever's causing these other buildings to disappear for it to not affect this one, yeah
5: um, and stuff that you would know living in the city is that in sort of recent months, buildings and vehicles and just places where people have made things or changed code or anything, Mm. um, they get reverted back to factory settings. Mm. They get changed to whatever they were originally, which may be some plant seeds in a pane of glass, um, or maybe, you know, there's a big building that was sort of updated and modded up so that a lot of people could live in it, and now suddenly it's a one-room apartment because that's what it was originally. Some people have had, for example, like, extra modifications, cool guns or whatever, they run really fast, Um, they just have neon glowy bits set into their skin, and that stuff has, on a few people, just disappeared.
1: So we gotta stop the nerfing.
4: (laughs) Yes, yes, it is the nerfing.
1: Ah, the great nerfing of 2022. (laughs)
4: I am going to go kneel next to one of the rugs and I'm going to pull on a bit of, couple of bits of threads, I'm gonna like pull out my knitting needles and like link it to like one of my knit things as a kind of like, that's how I hack into the system. Oh. I enjoy this very much. I'm very excited Mm -hmm. about this, this aesthetic. Yes. Yes.
5: Okay, so that would be a hack, or...?
1: It so- sounds like a cult.
5: Yeah, it's probably it's probably a cult if you are mm-hmm. communing with... I was thinking of it in a techno- technological way, but you know what? Basically the same thing in uh, Vector City. Yeah,
4: like I'm not trying to change it, I'm just trying to gather information from it. So yeah, it's probably a cult. Okay. Cute. Do I get a plus one for using my needles? Yes.
5: Yes, you do. So, roll one. There should be a button for that.
4: I rolled... A five. So, success with a threat. Okay.
5: Kiri and Vincent, you see the weaver link up with one of these rugs and settle down to check it over and commune with the virtual magical technology here. And they sit there for a couple of minutes, and they keep sitting there. Um, so what you've lost is time. <laughs> so the <laughs> weaver, the weaver is now uh, sort of going over what's going on with the rug and with the surroundings. So you are going to have that information, um, mm-hmm. but also you're you're going to be sitting there for a while, just sort of tuned into the magic of this fairly large community center and all of the threads and and fabric therein and what their code is up to.
1: Okay. Uh, I think on minute three, uh, Vincent's (laughs) gonna uh, pull open his uh, trench coat and hold out his hand for Binky to hop on. Um, And then he's going to start kinda tapping in certain areas on Binky to input commands. Mm -hmm. Uh, into him, and um, effectively, he's going to use Binky as a literal sniffer program to try to sniff out uh, weaknesses within the the area of the code uh, for this building to see if there's anything. Um, if I use both items, do I get plus two, or is it just plus one for using th- an item? I think
5: you get plus one for using an item, but let me just double check the rules. You get one bonus eye if you can use something in your pockets. So yeah, I think it's just one. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, either way, I'm gonna give, uh, cause I didn't figure out what I could do with this Dion until now. I'm going to kind of, after I input the commands, I'm going to kind of uh, press the tip of my liquid neon can- canister onto a little port on Binky's back. And it pushes some neon through his cybernetics. And basically what's going to happen if it works, uh, is he's going to mark the areas with a neon paw print that need, uh, some assistance.
5: Okay. That is a good plan. And I think definitely a cult, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, plus one. My reputation doesn't apply. All right. I rolled a cult plus one. I had one in the cult before with the plus one. I rolled a six uh full success
5: yeah so binky runs around the room and puts his paw his paw print glowing on actually a couple of spaces and then gets up and runs out of the room seeking other spaces in the center that are weak uh cool i am going to follow up on that but does kiri want to do
2: anything um Kiri is just inspecting what sort of runes they do have. I don't know how much she can do, because right now she has heed and hack as the two skills.
5: (laughs) I mean, you can can always roll on something that you have no dice on. Um, Okay. Yeah.
1: And also, heed is gather information.
5: All right. It is. It is get a read on the room and see what's going on, maybe in a non-magical way, if you would like to do that.
2: Yeah, I would like to do that. I'll use Heed. Uh, I was trying to think if I could use my tuning fork for this, but that sounds more like a magic thing. So, I'll just roll Heed. Okay. Wow, I got a 5 and a 4, so success with the threat. Okay, you
5: take a look around the room to try and get a read on people. And there's people who are just here for their community center activities. There's people also in robes like Faraday who are guiding people around... From the doorway, you see a kid likewise in robes, but it's sort of a half robes, half um, street clothes situation. They're probably a student here, and they're peeking out at you, and then see you noticing them and and slip away out the door, uh, at which point Binky runs back into the room, and Climbs onto Vincent's shoulder, hitters at you and squeaks and starts like trying to tug you out of the room.
1: Well, uh, if you if you want me to go that way, Binky, uh, that's the way I'm going. Uh, I guess lead the way, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just start walking in that direction.
5: Binky leads you. Um, is Kiri also going? Weaver is unfortunately still trapped in the
2: th-
5: <laughs> in the rug.
1: <laughs>
2: i know she'll she'll go as well
5: okay so kiri and vincent binky leads you down some hallways you see also the occasional neon handprint that's been left on the walls not a ton there aren't like a bunch of weaknesses so far Mm. but the occasional bit of like oh you could fix that oh you could fix that and then binky leads you into a room it's mostly empty here sitting in a corner of the room is a smooth round rock. And it
1: has hmm. paw prints all over it. Well, uh, there's the problem, Kiri.
2: Yeah. I'm not sure what we even do with that.
1: Well, I'm wondering, uh we've got uh, we've got this giant rock here. Um there's there's probably gonna be some more information that we get out of Weaver, but uh uh, they're they're lost in the thread right now, so I don't know. I don't know. Do, do you think do you think we can just smash it? <laughs> Does it move at all?
3: <laughs> no, it's a rock.
2: <laughs> well, I don't know how big a rock it is.
5: <laughs> it's it's like it's like this big. It's like be roughly the size of a cobblestone or a tile or something, and it is just okay.
1: So not just a giant boulder. No, just... not
5: just
2: a giant boulder.
1: Okay, <laughs> it's a, okay, it's a rock,
2: and it's sitting there. Okay, good. good, good. But is can is it something we can move? Yeah, you could pick it up and move it. Probably, it's not super big.
1: Uh, maybe we can. Uh, maybe we could do some analysis on it first. I think. Um, yeah, Vincent's gonna go over. Um, and Binky's gonna run down his arm, and he's gonna uh flip Binky over on his back. And uh, type some things into his stomach. He makes some little squeaky noises, um, and then he just tickles them a couple times just for fun. And uh, and then kind of sets him on the rock and starts moving around like like a computer mouse. <laughs> and he's gonna try to uh, just kind of see if he can get a sense of what this rock is, what sort of vulnerabilities it's presenting uh, to this building and, and why Binky thought to put so many handprints on there.
5: Wonderful. Roll me, I think, a cult.
1: I think so too, uh, plus one because of Mm -hmm. Binky. Uh, (laughs) goodness. So my occult is zero. I roll a one die and I rolled a three, which is a failure with an opportunity
5: so you try to get a read on this rock um and as far as you can tell it is a rock Mm -hmm. as you are looking at the rock you hear a noise behind you kiri the student who was looking at you from the doorway in the room you were in before is now peeking around the doorway here and they go what are you what are you doing in in the sand garden room
1: well this is where binky led us but that's a uh, that's a that's a short way to say we're, we're here uh, to try to find some vulnerabilities in the code surrounding the building and for whatever reason, this rock right here has a lot of them.
5: Okay. I don't know about you, but we're, we're not a uh, uh, student. Students are not supposed to go in here right now. It's off limits. Why are you here? Because I wanted to know what you were doing. Has anyone else been in here? The teachers and stuff, uh, they come in here sometimes. Um... But we're- I'm not supposed to be in here. And I would like to jump back real quick to Weaver. (laughs) You come out of being linked with the rug, uh, with a... sort of a map of the community center, sort of a handle on where some weaknesses might be. There's a room that is strangely... blank? Like, every everything here has code and mods. There's all sorts of things that people do when they live in a place and they adjust the place, but this one space is so strangely blank except for a little piece of, it would be normal code, but there are fragments in it that make you think, maybe it wasn't. You can't quite get close enough to see what those fragments are, but you can see bits like glinting off here and there of like, Maybe this wasn't always like this or maybe there's something strange about it.
4: Interesting. Um Do I have a sense of like what is surrounding that room? Like You could find your way there if you wanted to.
5: Um, but mainly what's around it is just other bits of the community center.
4: It's not like locked in the dungeon, I guess. No. no. <laughs>
5: just it's just it's just it's just a place in the community center where something has gone weird.
4: Okay, I will tuck that piece of information away for now, because I want to meet up with the others before going to the weird place that seems like a bad idea to do alone.
1: I, I imagine that we have, like, uh, little HUD maps as well that we can pull up and would, like, float in front of us, and it would have, like, dots for, like, NPCs. And dots for us. Yeah. On there, in different Other colors. Other people who
4: are on your team. I will pull up my um, my my HUD and go find my friends. Um, funny thing about your HUD map, uh, because you've
5: got a map now, also of the community center with all these places marked. The place where your friends are and the place where things are weirdly blank, same place.
4: <laughs> I'm gonna be like. Ah, shit.
3: (laughs) And maybe
4: walk, you know, like, walk faster than normal. Not like run, because I don't want to panic the people around me, but I'm just going to be, like, on a mission. And I'm going to look in the room. Does the room look different other than being a zen garden or whatever it
1: is?
5: Oh, it's not a zen garden. It is an empty room with a rock in it. Oh. The kid called it the sand garden, but it is an empty room with a rock in it.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm
4: gonna like slow down as I walk through the door and just be like, I shouldn't be surprised by this and yet I am.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird. We found a rock. We found a rock. Uh, one of the kids called it a sand garden room, but uh, sand gardens generally don't have one pebble and that pebble's not the size of a soccer ball.
4: Hmm. I'm gonna kneel down next to the rock and like poke it with one of my knitting needles. <laughs> I'm gonna investigate it. Why not? Roll me probably a cult? Ooh, oh no. <laughs> um failure with an opportunity I roll a three. Mm.
5: Okay. As you poke at this rock with your needle, Faraday from earlier comes walking up, then looks in and notices the three of you. Oh, Oh, I, um...
1: Yeah, we've got, uh, questions about a rock.
5: It's a nice rock. It's really not. <laughs> you are good at finding vulnerabilities, the three of you?
1: Yeah. Uh, this is what we call an anomaly, uh, in the business.
5: Yes. Well, um, I, I, that is what we hired you to do. Um, I didn't expect you to find it this quickly,
4: uh... So you knew this was here? Yes! And you didn't tell us about
5: it? I mean, after you checked, uh, our code, depending on how good a job you did, we thought we might... hire you to investigate this, um... This... used to be the sand garden. And then one day, we came in, and it was all just one rock. Uh, Sandstone. Sandstone Mm. tile, uh, we think.
1: Okay. I mean, it feels like a localized reversion then, huh?
5: That's what we're hoping? That it didn't necessarily spread to the rest of the community center? Did you get any clues on that while you were investigating?
1: Uh, There are a few vulnerabilities.
5: But this isn't, like, branching out to everywhere else and we're just going to find ourselves in the rubble of the center or anything.
4: It does seem to be isolated to this room for now but you said this was a sandstone pile before?
5: No, this was sand that we had you know, made patterns in, made a little bit of a garden room for meditation and now it is one piece of sandstone.
2: I see. Oh, I
4: see. Oh.
1: Yeah. Mm. Okay, can we can we go uh, a bit more meta? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Vincent's gonna sit down and he's going to pull up his virtual inventory, and a screen appears. He he puts his hands together and pulls them apart, and a screen appears in front of him. And he's hitting options and scrolling, uh, and he's trying to find like the the crafting recipe help page. Trying to find cra- crafting recipes for. Uh, like uh, turning uh, sandstone into sand. If I need any additional supplies, I'm going to take note of that. Uh, Otherwise, if I just need a rock of sandstone, I think I'm going to try to craft some sand out of it.
5: Yeah, I think you can go ahead and try that.
1: All right, so let's see. I have an occult of zero.
4: Would this be a hack? It
1: could be a hack both are both are zero, both are zero oh. right now <laughs> <laughs> so,
5: yeah
1: me none dice so we'll, <laughs> roll you roll you nothing um yeah I, th- I think i want to use my occult to kind of shape the sandstone into its crafted pile of sand and i roll a two uh failure with an opportunity
5: I think that sandstone to sand is so common and so easy that you would have succeeded. You're pretty sure you should have succeeded, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't work and it doesn't work in a weird way. Okay. It's not that you just can't, it's that you hit it or whatever it is you do for this and it seems like it's shattering apart and then it glitches and sort of it and the space around it pixelate and go in and out of focus and then come back together as this base
2: sandstone. Mm. Well, that's not good. No. (laughs) If we took it out of the room, do you think it would have a different effect?
4: That was going to be my next thing as
1: well. I'm afraid of taking it out of the room and it having a different effect in a very adverse way.
4: I have an idea. I'm going to beckon everyone out of the room and then i'm going to drop my wire husk doll on the ground and just be like go fetch (laughs) we're gonna see if the doll can bring it out of the room oh no but not while we're in it just in case okay um that feels a cult to me (laughs) (laughs) oh good i have no dice left in that you are using an item oh yep
1: you get plus one
4: even with a plus one i i rolled a two we're, we're going great here, guys. Um, it's-, it's
1: fine. It's <laughs> fine. And you're just
4: trying to bring it out of the room? Yeah.
5: The wire husk doll walks into the room, picks up the piece of sandstone, and then sort of just sort of juggles it back and forth between its hands, sort of like hot potato, and drops the sandstone and runs back over to you. And in its little wire husk hands is a tiny bit of code. Ooh.
4: I'm going to take one of my needles and try and, like, spool it into a thread that I can kind of understand so it doesn't, like, fly away. Nice.
5: Faraday looks at you. We were also going to hire you to look into this. It's another 200 credits apiece.
1: Yeah, we can't leave a problem like this laying around. And who knows? Figuring out what's, uh, going on here might help us prevent, uh, everything else from happening.
4: This seems important enough that I would do it for free, but money is nice.
2: I can turn down money.
4: <laughs> so I'm going to hold up the little thread and be like, this This seems important. I feel like we should focus on this first. Is there like a place or a device that is specifically designed to deal with like... I feel like we're dealing with like a, 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 a vial of like an infectious disease right now. Is there like a sterile environment we can go to like
1: analyze this? Something air-gapped. Ooh, I could store it in my neon canister.
2: Yes. You just stick it in the neon?
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 so so like uh, it's a canister of like compressed neon, right? I figure we can reverse the pressure to push code into the container and it's pretty airtight and whatnot in there and the neon should help keep it uh, stabilized is my thought. Um, so a cult plus one, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. two. Awesome. (laughs) Oh
5: no, somebody needs to roll a one sometime. You need to replenish your dice. Uh,
1: I know. I really do.
5: So you get this little piece of string and you try and shove it into the neon.
1: Effectively suck it in with uh, like a reverse pressure, right?
5: What happens instead is you like open up the neon flask and you're just a little bit too slow and instead of getting the thread into the into the flask you like squirt out some of the neon onto the thread and onto the floor and it's just glowing and this little thread of code is now lit up very brightly in bright neon and in fact you can see like the the code itself you can now read very visibly
4: in the dark if you want to Okay, well, that could have been worse.
1: I meant to do that.
4: Abs- yes, I believe you, 100%. <laughs> um, well, as as much as I would have loved to have looked at this in uh, a safer place, now that we can see it, I'm going to scrutinize it, because <laughs> I feel like the more, we, the more we fuck around with this, uh, the more we're going to find out in a bad way. <laughs> Um, would this be heed if I'm trying to, like, actually read the code and figure it out? It can certainly be heed. Yeah, thank God. Six. Yeah.
5: You see a few bits of... It's not even full code, this thing. It's like a fragment that was left over when whatever happened to the sand happened to the sand. But you can see a couple of places that are, like, part of a signature. In one place you can even see a whole word that says Curtainfall, and then there's a fragment of a signature that you recognize it belongs to a techno wizard hacker. Rosie9, fairly well known, and you know where sort of her headquarters is.
4: What is our relationship with Rosie9 like? (laughs) I don't know, what is your relationship with Rosie9 like? Would you have worked with a techno
5: wizard before?
2: Kiri would have. Ooh, yes.
5: Okay, Kiri, have you worked with Rosie9 before?
2: Uh, yes. Probably getting help with one of the things that I was pretty sure was a curse. I'll message her and see if we can stop by. That
4: seems like a good idea. Fast travel.
2: <laughs> Fast travel to rosie Nine's
5: wizard tower, because he doesn't want a wizard tower, honestly somebody opens the door and it is not Rosie Nine. Um, this is Tandem, uh, Rosie Nine's apprentice slash assistant, who says, um, hello, uh, Rosie Nine said there'd be people coming.
2: That's us. We're here. There are people.
1: And at, at we're, we're coming here. We've, we've got a uh, particularly interesting uh, piece of code for uh, Rosie to look at.
5: Sure, yeah. Um, and he points you up the long and winding stairs to up the wizard tower.
4: As we're walking up the winding stairs, I'm just gonna kind of uh lean in to Kiri and say quietly, so do we trust this wizard? I mean, her signature's on a pretty significant anomaly.
2: Um, no, not really. <laughs> but Good, awesome. She's the one we should be talking to. This is true.
1: Next to the staircase, is there any, like, clutter or or anything that I could nonchalantly slip a mouse into to start investigating?
5: Give me an evade roll?
1: Plus one. I got, <laughs> you'll never believe it, a two. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you take a Binky out of your pocket and move to put him in some clutter, and Tandem comes over and goes, like, oh, uh, is your mouse you need you need some food for your mouse and uh reaches out and takes and takes binky from you i'll i'll take him to the kitchen while you talk to Rosie Nine.
1: Oh yeah thanks uh yeah he's uh he's a little famished uh, uh had quite a run around in the last place we were at and uh yeah, he's uh he, he just needs a little bit thanks yeah a little bit of cheese a little bit of bread uh, you could you could make tiny little sandwiches if you wanted uh, he really little likes those
2: neon oh you like tiny little
5: sandwiches
1: tiny little cheese sandwiches
5: uh he takes he takes minky away into the kitchen to make him tiny cheese sandwiches
1: amazing
4: <laughs> oh, i don't like this
5: <laughs> i'm sure it's fine
1: it'll be fine we got somebody on the inside now
5: mm-hmm. you make your way up the hallways st- unless somebody wants to do something else
4: I'm not gonna fuck around in the Techno Wizards Tower, that seems like a bad idea.
5: You make your way up the Wizards Tower to where Rosie9 is waiting for you. Oh, Kiri! How are you? It's been so long. It really has. How have you been? I've been good. I've been good. You know, I've been selling protection runes. I've been doing a really good market in anti-spyware charms. If you want one, I can get you one. You were so helpful with, like, that curse that you were investigating. Great code in there, great code in there. Uh, what did you- what did you need?
2: Well, we were mostly interested in seeing if you could recognize some code you might have written.
5: Oh, you found one of my spells
2: somewhere? Did you- were you wanting,
5: like, tips on how to recreate it, or...?
2: Well, Well, just its original purpose, I think. (laughs) Maybe.
5: It's a little
4: corrupted
5: oh okay yeah um and she pulls out like gloves and and tools and like a little a
4: little sterile tray (laughs) all the shit we should have done i hold up my my needle with the with the thread still wound around the tip of it and uh dripping neon (laughs) (laughs) she takes it with some tongs
5: and she's like oh so you like made it glow that's Fun was this maybe in like a neon tube somewhere? Maybe.
4: Did you... Our methods, our, our methods are our, methods are, uh, our own. And okay. Patented. Um, and he
5: takes it and looks at it. She goes, "Well, that's um, I mean, that's interesting. I mean, I get it. There's like half my signature there. I was also surprised, but I. What is this curtain fall? I don't think I've ever made anything called that. Hmm. You were not wrong about it being corrupted. It is corrupted and like, it is practically falling apart now. Like, I think if I just did this, um, and she pokes it with one of her tools and part of it just fractures off and- Okay, then let's not Mm. poke it anymore, please. (laughs) Oh yeah, totally, no, sorry. Um, Okay, but like, I'm not sure what this was meant to do because it's not mine. But like, it looks like maybe somebody took some of my code and used it to make whatever this was. And I mean, I sell my code to all kinds of people. Whoever can pay for whatever they need, whether it's anti-spyware or shielding, or maybe also spyware, like you know, whatever is necessary. But I've, I mean. I have much better names than Curtainfall, like, what is that?
4: What do I need to roll to see if I believe?
5: <laughs> yeah, heed to sort of gather information. <laughs>
4: hmm, I can't really use my reputation because I'm not being very nice to her. Oh, <laughs>
5: firm hand, maybe? Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that.
4: I got a six!
5: You got a six! <laughs> okay. He seems sincere. He's really confused, and he's also sitting there like, what is curtain fault? Is that, like, about curtains? I don't need curtains. I've got clap-on, clap-off, blackout windows. <laughs> anyway, somebody's been using my code to build other code, and that's fine, I guess, but they can at least take my signature off of it, right?
1: Mm, not exactly fine if, uh, if it's causing what I think it's causing the reversions that are happening around the city. I'm sure you've heard of those. This came from one of them. Uh, if if your code is being turned and corrupted into something that reverts things, curtain fall, the end of the show, the end of the world.
5: Oh my God, this code is in my cool-ass tower. she um, like... <laughs> does a thing that puts puts it like in a little container ball and she's like oh my god thank you for telling me but also like please never bring this here again
2: (laughs) (laughs) do you do you recognize the the bit of code that they took from you what it might have been part of originally
4: yeah like can we like look at your ledges and stuff see who you might have sold this code to
2: You know, I think
5: if you want to look at her ledgers, it might be a. Is that Eli?
1: Using guile or persuasion, Um, could also. uh, Vincent could put on the charm, with his one die of charm.
5: (laughs) Okay, so charm is for a sincere connection.
1: Yeah. So. uh, I think I think Vincent's. I don't know exactly what words to put in uh, his mouth at this point, but he's he's effectively going to say uh, that the the comforts that we have grown accustomed to uh, in this world have uh, have have started to become uh, potentially something that we're going to lose, and I think it would be. In everybody's best interest, if we work together. I rolled a four.
5: Um, she goes, Okay, I get, I get what you're saying. And I do, I do want to help you. The problem is I have sold a lot of code to a lot of people. My ledgers are big.
1: We'll do what it takes.
5: You know what it is? It's just badly organized Excel spreadsheets.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Can I start knitting myself into this uh, horrific mess of an Excel sheet? Absolutely, can. <laughs> Essentially doing the um, magical knitting uh, equivalent of um, Control-F. <laughs> <laughs> Cut and fall. Yeah, um, give me, I think, a cult. <laughs>
2: uh,
4: oh,
5: four. You do knit yourself into the mess of Excel spreadsheets.
4: I instantly get a headache.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Fully and completely, just full-on headache. But you do, by putting in the other little snippets of code, you find similar snippets. A lot of them were used for modding things bigger and better. Some of them were used for communication. Some of them were used for, like, repossession of things. You find that a lot of this has, in fact, been sold to Cade Triumph, the CEO of Triumph Systems, which is also uh, the corporation that has been spying on your neighborhood.
1: Ohhh.
4: So, you know, apropos of nothing, um, you don't happen to have, like, Cade Triumph's contact info, by any chance? So, I have an idea, but it it might be a really bad one. I don't think approaching Cade Triumph directly is gonna be fruitful in any way, or even particularly safe, which leaves us with spying on him, essentially, Um, and we could do that the old-fashioned way, but that also seems like it would probably be fruitful fruitless and very dangerous. So, maybe we hack his system?
1: I mean, there's plenty of things connected directly to their systems pretty much anywhere in the city right now.
3: Absolutely,
5: tell me how you're doing this and give me a roll.
4: I definitely want to like enlist the help of both of my teammates. Um I'm going to ask Kiri to maybe, I wanna like... I s-
1: to see what that tooting fork does.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or, like, d- like draw some some protection runes in case this backfires horribly. We probably shouldn't do this here, right outside no, Rosie shower. tower. Not, let's
1: not draw some attention to Rosie's uh, <laughs> place. Uh, she's been good to us.
4: Maybe maybe we should go to where the building disappeared this morning. The, the that greenhouse. sounds like a good plan. To the greenhouse,
1: fast greenhouse. <laughs> <laughs> if Kiri wants to use that tuning fork somehow uh, to to kind of tune into whatever, I, c- I could set up some uh, some ruins. I've been dabbling.
2: Uh, yeah, I'd like to help with my tuning fork. Sort of use it to narrow down the path.
4: And then I'll be on standby ready to, to knit in and follow whatever trail leads back to Cape Triumph.
1: And, I, and I'm trying to uh, set up something that will uh, prevent us from being detected on the way.
5: Okay, um, so it sounds like all three of you are rolling a cult to do sort of three tasks at the same time.
1: Well, I got a six and a three so I got a failure with an opportunity.
4: I got a five, so I got a success with a threat. I got a six. Nice.
3: (laughs) Oh my
5: God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You latch onto the different bits of code that are remaining at this greenhouse. The echoes of the code are just running down and out. They travel through multiple points in the city bouncing around. This bounces back and forth through a lot of places in the city, almost like someone was trying to redirect it. But you follow it and you keep following it and it comes back to your neighborhood. Bits of it branch off, I think three main places. And one of them is Rosie Nines, where you just came from. And one of them is a fairly well-known nightclub. And one of them is the local headquarters of Triumph
1: Systems.
4: The other two, that was a...
1: So I failed to keep us from being detected.
4: And I succeeded in following, like, in finding out, like, how Cade is connected to all this, but with a threat.
5: You go through the contact info and you try and find, um, Cade's account. And in fact, you can find that he is streaming. What he's doing is he's sitting in his office, like face full of rage looking at the camera and he's going, and I will find whoever did this, and I will punish them, and and I can't can't believe they took my car um, and he's like, he's basically having a temper tantrum live on the internet (laughs) and Vincent, you are trying to keep from being detected by anyone Mm -hmm. and as you are doing this, just sort of out from the chasm under you rise up a whole bunch of those little spy bots just floating up to look at you Um and they don't really like talk or make noise or anything but they are definitely interested in what you are doing
4: <laughs> oh shit where's right. my coffee
1: <laughs> <laughs> um you know what i'm just gonna go for it i'm going to uh Uh, type tap on my forearm a bit again uh, to kind of input some commands and I'm going to try to hack into this drone army
3: okay
5: (laughs) okay so that's a cult Um, are you leaning into your reputation here?
1: oh absolutely (laughs) Uh, yeah this this authority has no control over me
5: okay (laughs) hack the drone army
4: go for it (laughs)
1: <laughs> Six. So yeah, I want to hack into this uh, this army of drones to get control of them. I want to kind of piggyback for a moment before I take full control to see what they're trying to see. What are they trying to analyze? What are their orders right now?
5: The drone army turns its eyes where you want them to turn. But the command that you get from them that they had had previously was to measure the profitability of Vector City.
1: Hmm. All right. I'm going to send these drones. Now that I've got a direct link to them, I'm going to send them out to the three locations and just try to figure out if there's anything, like, suspicious.
5: We might call that heed?
1: Seems right. Do I get my reputation bonus
5: you' are anti authority
1: six ag- <laughs> six I got a six
5: you have eyes on everything I will say you have hundreds of eyes on three different locations
1: yep
4: <laughs> so now we both have headaches
1: yeah well I, I kind of figure it's more like a um, like a virtual space that I can tap into and like hundreds of monitors so just trying to filter through that mess is going to be fun enough, but at least we've got eyes where we need them. I'm going to set it to like security camera mode with one of them in focus at a time and then it just like, you know, every few seconds swaps to another one.
4: Well, that could have been worse.
1: (laughs) Well, at least we've got three locations and I see three of us. I mean, I already split an army. Uh, Do we want to split the party too?
4: Uh, I mean we could we were just at Rosie 9 so I don't I don't know that there's much more to dig up there. That's fair. Mr. CEO seems to be just as pissed off about what's been happening as the rest of us. So I'm thinking maybe it's not him or at the very least he's not aware.
1: It it might not be him, but it if if it's somebody underneath him exactly. that's that's still uh, putting him at fault.
4: So I think if we do split up, we should probably send two people to the headquarters just in case. Seems like the more dangerous bet. Alright. And then someone can go check out the nightclub.
1: Well, uh, do you two wanna head to the headquarters, and uh, Binky and I will uh, hit up the nightclub?
4: You're right. I'm. I'm very. I'm, I apologize. There are four of us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very sorry, Binky. Binky squeaks and waves what's left of his Q sandwich. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: Sounds good. Um, yeah, keep in touch, I guess. Good luck.
1: All right, I'll have my eyes on you.
4: Great.
5: Kiri and Weaver, what are you two doing when you get to the headquarters?
4: I mean, I would love to sneak into the CEO's office. (laughs) As he's filming his his tantrum? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just
5: ongoing. Like, the timestamp on that video is, like, it's been three hours, 23 minutes.
4: (laughs) Excellent. I don't necessarily want to get, like, into his office where he is, but he's distracted on stream right now, so it seems like a prime time to go through his stuff.
2: I could try to distract people while you do that.
4: Sounds like a plan. What are you doing?
2: I think I'm yelling about the curse that I've been dealing with, and no one has been helping with it maybe my reputation is ominous okay what is this curse things disappearing okay
5: give me the speech that Carrie makes as so he walks in yelling
2: oh boy coming up with speeches girl <laughs>
4: <You're> full karen
2: <laughs> <laughs> excuse me uh, i'm having a problem everything seems to be going wrong with your stuff it's disappearing around me. I spent a lot of time on my mods for this. I'm gonna just repeat that one guy's stuff without his car.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love
5: this. I think one of the, I was gonna say security, but I think one of the customer service people comes over and is like, I'm sorry, our our stuff is going wrong? Yes. Are you having glitches? Or is it glitch problems? Cause like we have we have a
2: customer helpline. It glitched out. I tried talking to them and it glitched out, so I had to come here. I'm so sorry that that happened. Um, let me
5: just, um, and here I think you would be rolling. What would you be rolling? Elide, Yes. Uh,
2: and I can use my reputation for a plus one. Yes. All right. A four customer service person says um, why don't you come with me and
5: we can talk to my manager about this.
2: Do they have enough authority? I don't want to talk to someone who doesn't have enough authority, that'd be wasting all of our time.
5: I understand that. We will. I am- uh, my manager, definitely she can put you in touch with our IT department and everything once she figures out what it is you need. Exactly.
2: I suppose that might work. But I will complain about this if it doesn't.
5: No, understandable. And we have a uh, we have a comment card system. After you're done, if you have a good experience, please rate me with a five out of five stars.
2: I will take it into consideration. Um, and
5: she sort of ushers you off to the side with with her manager.
4: So Weaver, while well, that's going on. <laughs> <laughs> At whatever point in this conversation that the most people are paying attention to Kiri and what's going on, I'm going to try and sneak in past the whatever, like, elevated checkpoint there probably is. (laughs) Give me a
5: sneaking roll. What's that?
4: Uh, Evade. Evade. Evade, yes. It happened! <laughs> Yay. Yay. Is it a first
5: one? <laughs> <laughs> I got a one. We have our first one, which means, firstly, it is a failure with a threat. I mean, I don't know why I thought this would work, but... <laughs> Secondly, you can replenish your dice grid, which means you get to put seven dice on wherever you want them.
4: Excellent.
5: Alright, so you... As you look to try and and open the elevator, an alarm goes off. And security people walk in and go, What are you doing here? Get away from that.
4: You're not authorized to be in here.
2: Ask to talk to their manager.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to decide whether I want to try and talk my way out of this or get in more trouble to see what happens and where that will get me. I think I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start off light, but still aggressive, and just kind of like try and like shove the like not shove the security guard off, but like get them to like let go of me, kind of like aggressive, like really like pull my arm out really aggressively, and just be like, don't touch me! Look,
5: you're not supposed to be in here. You can leave quietly, or we can escort you off the premises. Uh, this is Triumph Systems headquarters. We have proprietary information here. We have. Technology and code
4: that no one should be seeing. It's an interesting tidbit. Okay, I don't, I don't think violence is going to get me anywhere here. Um, you never know until exactly, you try. Exactly, you have code here. <laughs> uh,
1: on, the, on the other hand,
4: uh... <laughs> not yet. Exactly, you have code here that is restricted, and stuff has been happening all over the city. Stuff is disappearing. We don't know. If people are in danger, their livelihoods are certainly in danger. Their homes are in danger. I demand to speak to the CEO. (laughs) And what I'm trying to do is get them to escort me into the lift so then I can commit violence.
1: Please roll. (laughs) Oh yeah.
5: Elide. (laughs) I guess.
1: Oh, I really want to see some Captain America like action. (laughs) Please Let this work.
4: Now. Does my reputation count here? Because I'm not—I'm not being kind to them, but I am being firm in a way that's like caring about the people around me. You know, it's totally cool if not. That's part. fine. I'm just <laughs>
5: that's fine. Go for it. Cool. I lied.
4: Yay! Okay, I got a five. Success with a threat.
5: Mmm. In the security, people start to sort of confer among themselves. Um, and then their manager walks in and goes, excuse me, are you accusing Triumph Systems of causing the reversions and disappearances that have been happening in the city?
4: It might be. It certainly doesn't seem to be happening here or to your butt bugs. They do seem to be everywhere. I'm going to
5: need you to step this way. A word from our lawyers might be key here. Um, and he is, because this is what you were trying to get him to do. he's going to lead you into the elevator.
1: Excellent. Amazing.
5: At which point, we're <laughs> going to jump over to Vincent for a moment.
1: All right. Uh, camera is on a tight shot uh, on street level and showing the nightclub, and a motorcycle uh, wheel comes to a halt outside of the nightclub, and a single boot drops to the ground. Camera pans up over this uh, brown trench coat uh, up to the, the spiked mohawk hair. And uh, as Vincent turns, you can see Binky is on his shoulder um, and both of them are looking with determination toward the nightclub. Well, guess we're here. Might as well make the best of it. And he flicks his coat and the normally just like normal lights that are in there start like (laughs) pulsing in different colors like randomly and he starts walking towards the the nightclub with like the ground illuminated beneath him in the shadow of the buildings
5: quite the entrance
1: (laughs) i survey over the the dance floor and uh past the dance floor to uh, the surroundings uh to the bar to the uh, the back of the club, especially to the place where like the offices and computer systems would probably be. Looking for any potential threats or any potential like ways in, uh, in my extremely conspicuous uh, uh, form here with my lights blaring. <laughs> okay,
5: that does sound like a heed roll.
1: And I finally rolled a one. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Replenish <Amazing>. your dice, please. <laughs> awesome. Probably <laughs> when right. it
5: counts.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> there is so much lights and music and dancing and people around. You can't tell, you know, where the back room is, where the computers are going to be. You can see the DJ. DJ is up there. That's cool. But that's... You know, you can't you can't see that many ways in or out. You can't really see that many that many doors or anything. Um, it's just a party.
1: All right, then I'm just gonna uh, I'm picturing like this this sort of nightclub like the entrance kind of higher up than the club itself. So I'm gonna slide down the banister onto the dance floor <laughs> and uh, just saunter. I'm going to saunter directly toward uh, where the offices might be, uh, since obviously there's no danger here because I would have found it.
5: What are you trying to do exactly?
1: I want to I want to find a place where I can probably find some information. But like on my way there, um, there's probably some patrons that look a little bit more comfortable. Like they've been here more Mm -hmm. often. Um, and I think I want to, uh, kind of dance around a little bit on my way there to see if I can, uh, get any information out of, uh, some of the more potential regulars.
5: Wonderful. This feels like a charm roll.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Which I put three dice into, and I got a five. Success with a the threat.
5: There's a lot of people around, they're having a good time, but they seem pretty welcoming to you. Welcome to Alter Point! We have the best music, DJ Kayfabe. He is in charge! Um, and as they say that, like, the DJ, uh, changes the music slightly and the lights in the club all change and they get really bright for a moment and then they're, like, back down to, like, chill and then they get really bright again and everybody's like, woo! Um, but you're, like, sort of blinded by this, right? Um, and then they get really bright again, and there's a different DJ there now. And somebody puts a hand on your shoulder, and and, and it is DJ Kayfabe. What are you doing in my club?
1: I'm looking for some information, and you seem to be the right person to give that to me.
5: Come on out this way.
1: We've been, uh poking her noses around uh, trying to uh, uncover somewhat of a mystery. Now, you wouldn't happen to know anything about Triumph System activity in this area, would you?
5: What I know and do not know about Triumph System activity is between me and Cade Triumph.
1: Well... It seems like we might have uh, some sort of mutual interest here because there's a lot of stuff disappearing around the city, as you know. And it seems to have gotten a little out of hand. So whoever's pulling the strings behind this, I don't think they've got full control over it anymore.
5: What does this have to do with Triumph?
1: While this conversation's going on, I want to, uh, kinda send my, um army of drones I guess I know, where would the, where would DJs like have their gear like backstage somewhere or something yeah, like, like that yeah like
5: backstage somewhere
1: yeah so I'm gonna send them backstage and see if they can uh snoop around a bit and I'm also gonna send like two of them up here by us to like kind of a little too obviously watching this uh dj kayfabe just so he knows that they're there and watching and specifically watching him
5: okay um for the drones who are going to the back they're probably gonna need to make an evade you can okay. have an extra die because they're in your pockets sort of
1: yeah <laughs> Uh, even with five dice, I rolled a five.
5: Yeah, I mean, they get back there. Meanwhile, your little spy bots up front are being very obvious about what they're doing, watching Kayfabe. Mm -hmm. And Kayfabe looks over at them and looks back at you, and he goes, are you working for Triumph, then? Because you got their little little toys with you.
1: Not even a little bit.
5: That's too bad, because... You could have told Cade Triumph that he knew exactly what was coming to him and he can stop his little crying show on the internet. No virus ever took his car. And... I think as they're poking around in the back, um... Your your little spies come around like a back door to the outside, and there they see Cade Triumph's car sitting in all its glory out in the back. (laughs) And Kayfabe says, he owed me money and I took what was mine.
1: Seems only fair. Well, now this, this is interesting. You know, the garden center that's nearby, that was pointing to three locations in this city. Uh, Triumph System headquarters, uh, a techno wizard nearby whose code has been usurped by somebody and this location, this nightclub. which seeing that you got the car out back makes me think that perhaps it wasn't the nightclub itself, but perhaps it was the car.
5: I bought repossession code off of a off of a wizard for for that one.
1: So it feels like this repossession code is kind of at the forefront of uh, what's turning everything back to its origins.
5: You don't think the code I bought is gonna destroy my club?
1: I can't say for certain. Honestly, uh, it could, and I would like to stop it. If, if you could help me, if we could work together, perhaps, We can stop it before your club goes, too.
5: Um, make me, I think, a charm roll again.
1: Yeah? Um, are we going against authority? Yeah. Yeah. That's a four. Success with a threat.
5: He goes... Yeah, that's a good point. I'll get you the help you need. Um... And he moves to go out back, and as he does, in your many tiny screens of spybots, in one of them, a little spybot like flies up to perch on the lower window of uh, Rosie Nine's tower, and feet come down the stairs, and you hear a voice go, "Oh, these, these are so annoying," and um, a hand comes down and smashes one of them, and that screen goes black. Curie and Weaver. Um, you've both been led into sort of the same room. Unless you wanted to do a bit in the elevator. I did want to <laughs> okay, do, a bit do a bit in the, in the elevator. elevator. Um, you, you get pulled into this <laughs> elevator and, uh, uh, Curie is also in the elevator going somewhere to talk to somebody important.
4: Now, I don't want to seriously hurt these people. Um... <laughs> But I would like to incapacitate them somehow, so we can go where we want. I particularly don't want to hurt the customer service rep. They, they seem like they're just doing their job and having a bad day. Um. So, I think I want to take my... How many security guards are there? Is it just the one? Um. Let's, just, let's
5: say three. Hmm. Two and the manager.
4: Okay, I'm going to take out my knitting needles, my uh, one in each hand, and, like, try and go for a little, like, bap, bap for all four people in the elevator. Just, like, not, like, stab, stab them, but, like, poke them enough to, like, inject a little bit of sleep code. (laughs) (laughs) Like, night, night. (laughs) I don't know if this is... Is is this
5: a charge or a cult? Because, you know, whichever. (laughs) Whichever Uh, you would prefer.
4: It does seem more like magic than getting my hands dirty. And also, I have more dice in a cult.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Go for
4: it. Um, And you get. You get
5: points for knitting needles.
4: <laughs> I got a six.
5: Nice. Just one?
4: Just one. Okay.
5: You you poke three security guards and a customer service person and put them all to sleep. Kiri <laughs> is is you're you're standing there with this customer service person, um,
2: and now that customer service person is asleep. I I don't think she was gonna be able to help me with my problem.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that does seem unlikely. Yes. <laughs> um. Can I take the security manager's like swipe pass? Yeah, <laughs> there's Go for it. I'm gonna yoink that. Um, and scan it so that we're heading all the way up to the top floor where the CEO's office is. You stand in the elevator with these
5: uh, several unconscious bodies until <laughs> you reach the top floor.
2: <laughs> Just a totally normal day. It's fine. Is <laughs> there going on? Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and the doors open directly into the ceo's office where he's still like on on video going and and it was you know it it was my car and elevator opens up you're also in the video now what are you
3: doing <laughs> <laughs> oh I are like
4: behind the camera you know he had more space in his office than I envisioned. This may have been a bad plan. <laughs> oh
2: well. <laughs> no time for that now.
4: <laughs> I'm gonna waltz in like I'm supposed to be there.
5: <laughs> yes. Wait. Wait, what's that chat? This Hello? <laughs> I, he turns around, he goes, what are you, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? <laughs> this is my office.
4: <laughs> uh, So, this being a security breach, you need to cover this immediately.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why we're asking why he was here. <laughs>
4: Exactly. Give me any
2: line roll.
4: <laughs> Can I count my caring reputation?
2: <laughs> sure. I just wanted to be safe.
4: Success with a threat.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
5: He turns back to his camera and he says, Do you see that? These, these criminal hackers, these unknown criminal hackers are coming after me specifically. And I'm going to show <laughs> you all the truth. And he brings his camera with him. And he goes, okay. Okay, where are we go? Show me. I... You know, normally I'd tell you to take me to a safe house, but, like, I need to show the world, I need to show Vector City the truth of what
4: is happening here. You know, actually, this could, <laughs> this could work. Okay, sir, they're, they're hacking you from inside the system. From inside the si- from inside my system? Yes, inside your system. We need you to log on so we can get access to everything so we can kick them out.
5: He, he turns the camera a little bit. Uh, chat, I'm gonna just... You know, so you don't see my password. Um, and he turns the camera... <laughs>
0: <laughs> and opens up his
5: little, like, virtual hologram screen and types in stuff. And he's like, okay. Okay, we're in Triumph Systems. Where's, um... Where's the threat? <laughs> I don't... Um... I mean, I, look, I don't... Um... Chat, I'm gonna meet myself for company proprietary secrets. And he meets. He says, "Look, you, you know I don't, I don't do the coding, right? Like, do, do I need to get a coder up here?
2: No, we we got it.
4: We are the coders, sir. That's that's how emergency the situation is. Security sent coders up here. Yes." That's it. Coders need to be in your system immediately. That that's that's the level of security breach we're dealing with here.
5: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Right ahead. Um, and he goes back to chat and he says, "Okay, my team is gonna handle this. It's gonna, you you know, I let's let's watch them at their work."
3: <laughs> oh Jesus.
5: Ah. (laughs) And he, like, angles the camera so that nobody can see the screen that you're working on, but they can still see you. (laughs) Um,
4: I assume we've, like, have we been roughly in contact with each other this whole time?
1: Oh, there has to be, like, little, uh, you know, coded messages that we're just, you know, whispering, uh, to one another.
4: Awesome. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go looking for the repossession code.
5: Alright, um, roll either Heat or Occult, I think, depending on how you're doing this. I'm gonna go with Heat. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, and I assume I'm doing this the old fashioned way, not with my knitting needles, because Control F. I don't wanna give away that I'm not a hacker. <laughs> I'm not a coder. I am a hacker. All right. Ah, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm.
1: Did you roll a one?
4: Or might have rolled a one. I rolled oh, two n- ones. No. I had two dice oh, and z- I rolled z- two <laughs> ones. Look, it's all our ones.
1: Hey, you get to replenish all your stuff, though. I
4: do.
5: I think Weaver is involved in looking for the code uh, and trying, just trying really hard to find it, and doesn't notice. But, Carrie, I think you would notice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because the floor under your feet is starting to pixelate, and it, like, ripples a little bit with glitches, and then it comes back. And then it ripples again, and then it comes back, and then bits of the wall start to, um, just glitch out and disappear, moving in towards you.
2: Uh, Weaver, I need to have a, um, consultation with you.
4: (laughs) bit busy right now! Uh... (laughs) I may have poked something I wasn't supposed
2: to... Uh oh. C- can I attempt to stop this glitching? <laughs> sure. How are you doing it? Um. Well, with my tuning fork. Um. I'm gonna try to generate an even constant tone for the uh, room to attune to.
5: All right. Roll me a cult. Um. And it's plus one for your tuning fork. And I think? This feels ominous. Yes. So that's a plus two. Roll me a cult plus two.
2: I got a five and still no ones. Success with the threat. Okay. You pull
5: in and start tuning your tuning fork and you hit the same frequency as what's glitching. And it's It feels strange in your hand, the tuning fork does, as it, like, shakes and reverberates and light and sound comes from the fork and sort of smooths over the room and gets in between the-the glitching pixels and, like, makes-makes more floor there and fills in the room. And the CEO is sitting there going like, what? What's going on? Um... And as you do this, Vincent, in one of your many, many, uh, security cam footage videos, um, you, your, your little spy bot is moving somewhere and you hear, what's doing that? That's not, that's not supposed to happen. System, system run curtain fall.
1: I'm, I'm honing in on that location. Like, instantly.
5: Fantastic. Um, because it is... It is Rosie Nine's tower. But it's not at the top of Rosie Nine's tower. It is sort of around the bottom of Rosie Nine's tower. Um in fact, as you hone in on that, you can see your little spy bot is going around to like a back cellar door that's on the f- uh, that's open on the ground. Um
1: mm.
5: and you look your your spy bot looks inside and um it's not set up exactly like Rosie nine 's workshop, but you can sort of see a mirroring of where things are placed um, mm-hmm. and you can see tandem standing there like working on several screens at once, and he's got like bits of code scattered around him, and it's it's bits of it's bits of different parts of rosie nine 's code that you can sort of see blinking in and out and he's going computer run curtain fall on triumph systems local headquarters um, and back in the triumph systems local headquarters uh, the ground glitches again but um, but Currie you you catch it and it smooths out again.
1: How far away am I from Rosie's tower?
5: I mean if you're running,
1: Like, maybe by car?
5: By car. By very fast, (laughs) modded-out car. Two minutes.
1: (laughs) Uh, right. Uh, I'm going in there, and I, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna just push past whomever and be like, I found the source. It's now or never. You got the keys? I say to DJ.
5: Give me a Give me a charm roll, I think, because this is a genuine connection, but also <laughs> this is key to the car he just took. The very good <laughs> okay. car he just took.
1: You, oh, yeah. Yeah, is that plus one with the.
5: Yeah, we're going to call that. We're going to call that plus two, because the droids are in your pockets and mm-hmm. you are an anti authority person.
1: Awesome. It's a success with a threat.
5: Okay, this is… All right, whatever you need, and he hands you the keys. Um, and when the car starts up, you hear a little voice go, Welcome back, Cade Triumph. Now logging into Triumph Systems Headquarters. Oh, no! And the car <laughs> starts to glitch just a little bit, and then smooth out as that same tone that Curie is playing with her tuning fork um, smooths over the car.
1: All right, Um, I need to speed this up. I'm going to uh, pound the panel underneath the dash so it like just opens up and get um, uh, Binky in there. And I'm gonna have him uh, do a little bit of uh, uh, souping up of the car to make it go above top speed.
5: Okay, is that
1: a hack? Probably. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm going against authority mm. here, and I'm using mm. Binky. It's plus two.
3: Mm.
1: Amazing. I rolled a six.
5: Yeah, you soup up the engines You're gonna get there in no time flat Amazing Assuming the car holds together
1: I don't care about that part
5: (laughs) 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 Meanwhile back at the headquarters (laughs) Okay (laughs) So Kiri is Barely holding this room together And Possibly this entire building
4: What do you do?
1: It's not good if you're on the top floor
4: Mm. The first thing I want to do is very briefly see if I can see if this is just contained to the tower, because I don't care if this corporation goes down, but I do care if the rest of, like, if the surrounding area is also going to be taken out. Okay.
5: Probably heed? To spot a danger?
4: And I think I'm being caring, so plus one. Okay. <laughs> Um, thank God, because that was two ones and a six. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that I'm glad you have that six. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you can see the tower and the grounds the tower are on are glitching and then smoothing. and you can also see... it's not the surrounding areas so much as there are other points that are also, Glitching and coming back in I guess the same way that the car would be is that these are things that are linked into the system Mm
3: -hmm.
4: Okay, um, I'm gonna try and contain it to the like um, Yeah, contain it to the tower so that other people aren't Hurt or affected by this Aside from all the people in the tower Aside from all the people in the tower, Including um, you I enjoy. don't think I can stop it, it doesn't seem to be stoppable. Um, I'm gonna do away with pretense and use my knitting needles. <laughs> and just, like, stab them into the keyboard. Alright, fuck this. Curie, can you hold it a little longer? We got a problem.
2: Just a little longer.
4: Okay. Um so cult um so even with five dice I got a success with the threat a five Okay Okay, um you're trying to just like pull
5: into the system and disconnect it from anything besides this tower?
4: Or I guess like prioritizing things that are obviously like the community center for example, like definitely wanting to like disconnect that first if that's being affected. Um, it's
5: it's not. It's not. It's okay. fine. There's all there's like Triumph not headquarters, Triumph outposts, I guess would be the word. Um or like little stations for like this is their customer service station and it's linked into the main the main uh system.
4: Oh hmm, Okay, yeah. I completely misunderstood. I do not want to do that. Alright,
5: you don't do that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I thought this was like rippling out to affect communities. No, if it's taking down these guys, I don't care. <laughs> okay. Um
1: but I mean, there are a lot of people in these buildings that could get hurt, uh especially if they're in a a tall building and it just suddenly disappears.
4: That is true. Maybe rather than like disconnecting it from other like Rather than containing it to the tower, like... I don't know, like, putting Featherfall on everyone in the tower? <laughs>
5: here's, here's my pitch to you. Weaver is a weaver and a knitter. Could you make from magic and code a new, not a full building, but like a skeleton of infrastructure that would catch people... As they fall.
4: Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: Okay. All right. Let's go with that. So that's in place. Kiri is still able to hold it, but that sort of magical yarn system is in place. You know, to catch people and cradle them gently.
4: (laughs) (laughs) While wiping all the computers and everything. (laughs)
5: Okay, um, Kiri, is there
2: anything you want to do now that that's in place? Do we know what the apprentice wants revenge for? Nobody's asked him.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think we have uh, a motive yet.
2: He's got Curtainfall,
5: and he's trying to take down Triumph. And that's all you know.
1: Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Well, um... I can at least take Triumph offline temporarily till we figure this out. I'm sure there's nothing wrong with whatever the apprentice wants.
1: (laughs) Nobody should have that much power.
2: Is this hack or a cult?
5: I think you could do that with either. Whichever you would prefer.
2: Um, Can I do it ominously?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, with your with your tuning fork and
2: (laughs) yeah. Look,
5: if you're using a cult and you're doing some ominous magic, you
2: absolutely can do that ominously. All right, I will do that. I'll chant while I delete um, delete things. (laughs) Remove access to their Git backups.
1: now owned by the people that live at the water tower. Uh,
2: <laughs> you have a
5: controlling, <laughs> controlling share in the company. Uh-huh. I got a six again.
1: Yes. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Excellent.
5: <laughs> Wait, plus one
2: dice. Oh, you're very good. You're very good at what you do. I I am, and the dice love me. Yeah, um,
5: you can't ominously, like, going into the computer... Going into the systems, everything's glowing and there's runes around you and it's all super cool looking and you systematically remove access from Triumph from all the outposts, all the employees, the car, everything, even like most of this building. And I think like as you do that, all the things that ran on the system computer shut down, communication line shut down because they're all on the system. Um, Elevators stopped working. The stairs, it'll be fine, you know. And the lights flicker and flicker and it goes dark in here. And I think now it is like dusk. Um, But the glitching most of the places has stopped. The glitching on this room continues because this is the main target of Tandem's Spell code virus whatever that is. But you saved everybody, pretty much.
1: Can we uh, can we smash cut to uh, Vincent flying through the air in a now dead souped up <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> <You> just, <laughs>
3: <clears throat>
1: automobile?
4: I was about to say, did the car and all the butts die as well? No, I'm
1: I'm thinking Vincent was taking jumps, like, to get there as fast as possible, super shortcuts, like, uh, you know, and, like, just flying the the last jump.
5: The last jump. And it's it's not quite dead because Binky is in there on a little wheel just powering with (laughs) the
4: Yes, Binky. (laughs)
1: Yeah. So the systems are are mostly gone. And I'm like, well, I we're almost there, but I don't think we're going to make this landing without any power. Um, And I'm going to um, try to get my army of drones that are nearby to kind of form a net. um, Grab Binky and jump.
3: Okay.
1: The dozens of feet uh, to try to like uh, effectively slow fall to the ground uh, to to tuck and okay. roll.
5: Um, give me a roll, occult a maybe or yeah, right. probably. You're
1: using
5: um, you're using your pockets.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can justify anti-authority here. Aside from, I'm using somebody else's stuff.
5: <laughs> um, plus one, I think.
1: All right, occult plus one, six. What <laughs> in the world?
5: <laughs> uh, what it's important. I know. You come in for a more or less soft landing, not damaging you, not damaging Binky. Maybe damaging some of the spy bots. You know, things things happen outside of Rosie Nine's tower.
1: Can can I, instead of the car getting floated down, because I just want that thing to go, uh, and whatever it explodes into, that's fine. Up, uh, <laughs> I want to land a uh, three-point superhero stance.
5: <laughs> the drones lift you and Binky out of the car. The car goes crashing down somewhere um, in a satisfying explosion, which you do not look at. And you, <laughs> assisted by a couple of drones that are like under your feet or whatever, go into the three-point anime landing.
1: With Binky on my shoulder.
5: <laughs> With Pinky.
1: And then I'm gonna get up and dust off my trench coat and uh, saunter my way to the the back hatch of this uh, tower.
5: Okay, where uh, Tandem is sitting, not even he's standing on his system. He's going. Well, I mean, that's that's where the CEO is. That, that should be that should be fine. I I don't know how we're gonna get a bigger target than that.
1: Uh, I guess I'm gonna send one drone. Okay to fly in front of him just to distract and then once once he reacts to that I'm going to send two more okay and then once once he gets a little bit more distracted I'm going to send them all
5: okay um <laughs> he's poking at the thing and he, and then the, the he goes system runs search for targets and then a a drone flies past him and he like absolutely swats it and then he goes wait what and then two more drones fly past him and he goes what what are you what are you what are you doing here what is this and then a bunch of drones all fly at him and he's like turning around going what what is you know like you know like in in cartoons when there's a bunch of bees or whatever and somebody's just swatting (laughs) at them terrible like in it's a bad decision don't swat at bees it will make things worse but he's doing that with the drones um what do you do while he's thoroughly distracted by these drones?
1: I'm I'm nonchalantly walking down. Uh I'm gonna set Binky down uh and have him run over to uh like the probably the source of power that things are plugged into at this point, maybe a circuit breaker since we're in the basement. Okay. And just see let him let him loose on that. Uh, if you can find anything, and I'm just gonna slowly and casually saunter towards uh, Tandem. Yeah, kind of imposingly, too.
5: All right. Um, tandem is still swatting at drones, and then he sees you, and he goes, "What? Are, what are you doing here? I thought you went to see the, you know, the guy about the thing, or whatever Rosie sent you for.
1: Oh, I'm here about curtain fall.
5: You're. And he shuts the screens that he was working on. He goes, The the code, the code you found that Rosie was looking at. I mean, that.
1: I'm gonna have the. the, While he's a little distracted, have the drones kind of pull him towards me.
5: He's slowly moving forward. He's like, I mean, that was, it it had her signature and stuff. So like, I don't know what he's been doing. He doesn't tell me things.
1: I'm gonna like grab him by the, the shirt and then one handed off to the side, pull up my menu, pull up a replay of the drone footage of him saying to activate curtain fall on Triumph Systems. And just casually upload it to uh, the network, sharing to the users of the the oh, world.
5: Okay. Um. He sees this, and Curie and Weaver, you see this drop into the the main forum network of everybody in Vector City, and the forum just starts flooding with comments. Like, who's this guy? What's Curtainfall? Is this about the Glitches? Is this about the virus? What what targets?
4: Seeing that, I'm gonna like, rather than the, I assume, instant messaging that we've been sending back and forth, I'm gonna open like a, like a voice channel with Vincent and be like, whoa 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 whoa, before you shut this entire thing down, Chad has a good point. What targets?
1: That's what I'd like to know. Uh, pointedly looking right at Tandem. And
5: he turns to you he goes, You don't. You don't understand. I had to do it. We have to get their attention somehow. Everything's falling apart and we need them to come back. Who? The programmers. They're the only ones who can fix it. And I thought... You know, if, if Triumph Systems complains, and Triumph Systems wanted to buy Vector City, if Triumph Systems complains, the programmers will come back.
1: The, pro- the programmers haven't cared one lick of us for who knows how long. Why would they, why would they turn back to Vector City?
5: You don't understand. You haven't seen what I've you don't know what Rosie nine has been has been working on. like every day people come to her because not because of what I did, but things break. People disappear. I disappeared things, people disappear. and and we can't. And then something happens.
3: Oh
5: he. Flickers. He pixelates and sort of glitches in between one word. He goes, "People di- disappear," and he stops and he looks down at himself and he goes, "Oh, oh no! I, I system, system, run project encore." And a little voice, a little voice comes on and says, "I'm sorry. I didn't catch that." And he goes, system run! And the pixels that were spreading throughout his body just sort of burst. And he falls apart into nothing.
1: Oh no. I think Vincent steps back in horror. I think we've got a bigger problem.
2: Oh, shit. (laughs) We'll get paid for solving that one, too.
1: (laughs) I think we're going to have to ask for a raise.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So,
5: you have resolved, question mark, what's going on here? What do each of you do to celebrate or whatever you want to do um, as night falls over Vector City and pixelated stars twinkle in the darkness above you.
2: Um, Kiri is just going to more frantically uh, add protections to the water tower.
4: So Triumph has, like, they're gone, right? They, their systems
5: are fucked because you fucked them up. <laughs> um you own a controlling share in their company on the server <laughs> and none of it's like functioning, none of it's really working, this car got blown up. You know, they're they're not destroyed, but their resources in the server are um non-functional and probably will be for a little while.
4: Mm-hmm. Um I think Weaver is going to focus all of their efforts into Redistributing those resources to prop up the server to try and prevent the things that um, that Tandem had found were happening um, as quickly as they can before Triumph gets their hands back on them, because <laughs> I assume they will. You know. <laughs>
1: Excellent. Perfect. A little bit of Robin Hooding.
4: And all the while suppressing a deep-seated sense of existential dread. (laughs) (laughs) That reality may just blink out of existence.
1: (laughs) I think uh, Vincent would have gone up to Rosie to uh, uh, let them know about the situation. And um, maybe... uh, tried to, uh, recruit Rosie to work together, um, since it was, uh, Rosie's code that was on the, like, backbone of all of this, and it was extremely sophisticated, perhaps that can be modified, uh, to bolster things instead of tear things down.
5: Yeah, yeah, um, I mean, I think he opens up her resources to you, her workshop and her horrible ledgers. Um but he's also like she she goes down to the cellar and is like stymied by what tandem has put together. She's like I did I I didn't even know he was working on this. Like what was it he was and she pulls up one of the screens and An open code is there, labelled Project Encore. Two quick things. One, Curie. As you are in the tower, working on putting runes down, you put one down, and then something sort of flickers out of the corner of your eye, and when you look up, the wall blinks, and the floor blinks, and... Suddenly you are falling, not through the floor, not through what you know is underneath the water tower, you are falling through nothing. Just blank nothingness around you, there is no water tower, no floating rubble around you, no building that you're on top of, and then you're back. Right where you were, everything as you left it, half-finished rune in front of you.
2: Everything's fine. For now. Uh, her paranoia is not fine. as she begins to panic.
5: A new day once again dawns on Vector City. Um, and as the sun fully rises, everyone in unison receives their virtual pop-up that says... Good morning! Welcome to a new day in Vector City. Please be here to read the morning announcements. And there is one announcement blinking with an unread message badge.
0: The intro and outro music for all IPM episodes is composed by Benny James. Our graphic art and logo are by Matthias Storelli. You can support International Podcast Month by sharing and talking about the event. And you can even buy our team members a ko Links are in the show notes. Follow us at PodMonth on Twitter and use the hashtag PodMonth2022. Head on over to internationalpodcastmonth.com for the month-long blog and for more information about the event. International Podcast Month. Celebrating creators, sharing listeners.